We're going to baptize a couple kids today, and I want to walk through some of the um, principles of baptism. Um, there are a number of images connected with it, and I always get amazed when somebody comes up to me and says, do you think God did this because of this? And it's like they have one reason in mind. And I'm going, you think God's so simple to have only one reason in mind? You know, it's like there are multiple things involved in, in everything that we do. And I'm sure that God has multiple insights and, and facets to whatever he's doing, that it's not just singular. And so in the same way, when we walk through the, the thing of baptism, uh, I just want to, to look at what I have as a number of principles with the imagery of it, and then we'll talk some of the specifics. But um, one of the things that we recognize with baptism is like that into the water and out is that some of the past deliverances for God's people came through water. So you have Noah referred to in First Peter, but you also have the Red Sea experience where they became welded as a people group, so to speak, with that passing through the Red Sea. Later on, they went through the Jordan River when it was at flood stage. And again, a miraculous division point of leaving the wilderness, entering the new land. Uh, you have the story of Naaman, a Syrian official who found out that there might be something to this God of the Israelites. And he went and found out that you know, the word of the Lord came and said, dunk yourself in the Jordan River seven times. And initially he's going, that dirty old thing? No way. But then they're going, well, what could it hurt? And he comes out whole, clean, free of his disease. And, and so we have those images to look back to and say, water played a significant role in that. In some ways, it's representative of God's salvation for his people and his deliverance. Uh, in the same way, we recognize that Jesus lived a human life, died, and then rose again a new life. So there's this awareness that core to our beliefs is something very unusual and impossible to do in the natural. And yet Jesus did it. And we say that's the basis of our belief in the eternal life. That's the basis of our belief in salvation. It's the, the foundation for which all of our faith uh, gets its base. So that said, we also recognize that in our lives that we are committing to uh, dying the natural death, but also the hope of the eternal life with God. So again, this, in a sense, dunking, you know, the, the death to, the, to this life, rising to the new life, the eternal Another picture that we have is that uh, we are talking death to self and obedience to God. So when John the Baptist came, he had a baptism of repentance. And the idea is you'll turn around, you'll change directions. You're not going to live for yourself anymore, but you're going to live for Christ. And so it's, it's almost like dying to who you are. The same way. We also recognize that through Christ, through faith in Christ, our sins are washed away and we are brought to new life in Him. So we, we begin a holy life. We begin to respond to the Spirit of God within us. 
as he speaks to our hearts and he calls us to different things, we walk in that obedience and it's a difference of, of the way we have done things. We're dismissing, in a sense, just making decisions based on what we want. But we're saying, God, what do you want? In the same way, too, there's a picture of that uh, Holy Spirit baptism, in a sense, draws imagery from water baptism. You know, they were baptizing people in that day, and Jesus said, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. What's he talking about? He's saying it's, it's like you're going to be drenched. Something is going to completely cover you. And there's that something is going to completely cover you. And there's that something is going to completely cover you. And there's that. And to respond to the Spirit of God within us as He speaks to our hearts and He calls us to different things. We walk in that obedience, and it's a difference of, of the way we have done things. We're dismissing, in a sense, just making decisions based on what we want. But we're saying, God, what do you want? In the same way, too, there's a picture of that uh, Holy Spirit baptism, in a sense, draws imagery from water baptism. You know, they were baptizing people in that day, and Jesus said, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. What's he talking about? He's saying it's, it's like you're going to be drenched. Something is going to completely cover you. I am changing the direction that I live my life. I am going to do things differently than I've done. I'm going to live for God now. Uh, Jesus used baptism as a symbol. He says, I, I have a baptism to undergo and how distressed I am until it's finished. So he's he is making this declaration not about a water baptism, which he'd already had with John the Baptist, and he didn't need to repent for his sins, but he's recognized that I'm going to die and rise again. So his, his whole trajectory is toward the cross. He says, I have a baptism to undergo that, you know, it, it's troubling me. It's, it's going to be a hard thing. But he's using that imagery to point to and say, Baptism, that's basically what it is. It's a death and a resurrection. In Mark chapter 16, though, Jesus does command baptism. And he says, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. The one who believes and is baptized will be saved. So he's, he's calling them to that and saying, this is going to be a part of the new. Peter in Acts chapter 2, the first uh, beginning of the church, what's he say to them? Repent, each one of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He's saying, you are doing this, that the Holy repenting and such that the Holy Spirit might come dwelling, that you might have new life is the idea. In Colossians chapter 2, it says, Having been buried with him in baptism, you also have been raised with him through your faith in the power of God. So what's he saying? He says, you were baptized, but what is, what is really core to this? He says, you have faith in the work of Jesus Christ that he's going to save you. That's what's what you're participating in in this moment. Romans chapter 6, Paul does a little bit more extended teaching in this line. Verses 3 and 4. Do you not know as many of you were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? 
Therefore, we've been buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so too we may live a new life. So he's saying, we're dying to ourselves, we're rising to new life. 6.5, for if we become united with him in the likeness of his death, we will certainly also be united in the likeness of his resurrection. So there's that hope that we hold on to. Chapter, verse 6, we know that our old man was crucified with him so that the body of sin would no longer dominate us, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. So he's saying there is a transition coming because of the Spirit of God in us, a change. We're no longer slaves to sin. Gaith verse, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. So again, we believe in an eternal life. 11, so you do too consider yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. There are, there's one more imagery I want to hit. When Jesus says that you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, he is taking the imagery of what they knew of that day, which would have been water baptism, and he's saying, you're going to have a similar opportunity in the Holy Spirit. And I look at that, and I'm going, well, when, when I look at it, it's like we're being drenched <laughs> in water. Will God drench me in the Holy Spirit? Oh, whatever that looks like. Just flood my life with your presence. Um, it says in 1 Corinthians 12, for in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, we we're all made to drink of the one spirit. And so even in new life, the presence of God in our hearts, he says that's, that's a baptism. Paul is making that declaration. Now today, we have two little ones that both prayed with their mothers when they were about three years old to accept Christ. We generally recognize from Scripture that baptism followed salvation, right? You know, that it was an expression of what had taken place. So what do you do when you're growing up and basically your, your life is almost seamless with this coming to know God and serving him. I think if families do it right, that's, that should be the norm, not the unusual. I think there's, if you're praying with your kids each night and you're talking about the Lord, it's natural for them to inquire and begin asking and then begin praying as well. And so in that, uh, even though these kids made the, the decision at three, uh, we decided that's a little early for baptism. Well, when's the right age? Not sure. <laughs> what we've done is just let them ask to participate in this. Um, so again, I don't feel an obligation to try to argue with groups about this is the best way to do it or this is how it should be done. Um, I'm going, this is the way we do it. And yet we recognize that we're participating in something that has carried through Christianity for all these centuries. 
And, and so we are participating in something that, that is bigger than just us. We're, we're participating in the body of Christ as a whole, through the ages and what's living now. And, and this is something that is, you know, has been done in a variety of ways. The early believers, some of them felt like, I don't dare sin after I, I get baptized, so I'm not going to get baptized till I, right at death. And because they were afraid that that would, you know, and then others say, well, we want to bring them into the body of Christ from infancy, and so this is what we're going to do. I don't feel an obligation to chase that down. I'm going to do the best that we can with the scripture and look at it and say, okay, this is how we interpret this, and this is how we we work in this. So in that, I just, I guess I'd come back to this and I'd say, I encourage everyone to be baptized. I don't care who does it. <laughs> you know, it's just like, if we're going to take Paul's, Paul's understanding of it, he says, you know what, I, I don't even remember who I baptized, and, and I'm glad I didn't baptize most of you because you're arguing about it. So, you know, in that sense... He's, he's just going, um, that's not the key. The key is the transformation of life that comes by the Spirit of God as we exert faith in him. And so I just I, I bring that to you and say, it's a joy for us to continue on what's been done in Christianity for centuries. And we're going to celebrate that we get to baptize these children who have committed their lives to Christ. Do they understand it all now? No. Do I understand it all now? No. So we will grow in faith, and we assume they will as well. Praise to the Lord. So you're going, I don't know that I've turned my life to Christ, and that I've committed myself to a new life in Him. Then I encourage you to, to make that step of faith. You know, it's a declaration. I believe that Jesus lived, died, rose again, and the power that he exerted is capable of removing my sin as well. And we then open ourselves or make ourselves available to his presence, working in our lives, guiding and directing our steps. If you're not sure, find someone that you trust and take care of that. It, it needs to happen. And it's a wondrous thing joy of peace with God is well worth any expense that we would pay to have our consciences clean and forgiven amazing just amazing I want to pray for God's blessing on you now may your blessing rest on these your people may they know the fullness of favor that you intend for their lives may they discover with joy the full dynamics of your salvation that allows new life in as each one goes into the community, I ask that you give them words of life to speak over others. I ask that you'll enable them to carry out the workings of your kingdom. Gift them with the supernatural, we ask. Be lifted up and exalted, our Lord, we pray. We love you this day.